Welcome to RNGG, a randomly generated game design podcast. I'm Cassidy, and my pronouns are she and they. I'm Crash, my pronouns are they, them. And we're back this time to not uh, just ramble on for an hour and a half, or spend an hour talking about Sonic the Hedgehog for a fake podcast. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We're here to do the show real and proper. Well, (laughs) we're here to do the show real. I mean, as proper as as we ever do the show. Uh, yeah. So that is that is going to be us trying to come up with a strategy game. Hmm. Uh, do we have anything we do want to talk about? Uh, we'll put a hard limit on how long we spend talking on it. <laughs> I really didn't have anything. It's been like a kind of an uneventful week since the last time we recorded i mean like i just got the second um my second dose of the covid vaccine but like that's not like game news you know yeah i'm getting my first dose next week hell yeah so uh, we a good didn't thing. get any any messages from tanner about the canadian beta for pokemon <sighs> unite mm. let me actually you know what let me double check that. let me make sure that nothing is in our like spam folder <laughs> who knows oh i gotta check that on my phone because i don't have rmgg's email on my computer Mm-mm-mm. folks i have so many uh email and twitter accounts <laughs> yeah i've been playing a lot of pokemon uh platinum is the thing that i've done video games wise oh yeah i guess i did start pokemon y which but is the games that yeah. we enjoy mm-hmm uh, Pokemon Platinum, I, I've tweeted about it. I'm playing it with, like, I'm sp- I've am spent half the game with a 2x EXP cheat on, and uh, that's been, that's made it worth it. Yeah. It's it's tempting me to, like, go play Gen uh, Gen 5 with a 2x EXP cheat on. Mm. Uh, last time I did it, I did it with, like, an EXP all thing, and that was, like, fine. But, no, the 2x EXP will ma- really make it worth it yeah i've been uh every time i start a new pokemon game i just like throw my save data into pkx and then i just give myself a bunch of rare candies and money because mm-hmm. like i don't know i just get to a point in the games where like i want to like switch stuff around but then i get so burnt out on like okay well if i'm gonna switch something into my team then i'm gonna have to spend all this time grinding them up and then i just kind of like stop hmm I have uh, just taken to building my team sort of a slot at a time as I go instead of swapping things out. Yeah. Where I'll be like, all right, I'm going to level this up for a bit and I'll see if I think it should hang or not. And if it doesn't, then I'll find something new. And like, mm. I have spent this entire game sort of with like a rotating fifth slot that yeah. uh, has, or not a fifth slot, but sixth slot uh, that I have mostly spent on uh, putting an HM Pokemon in there. Like I had a Geodude named Rock Smash because it knew Rock Smash. Mm. And it's been level five this entire time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. There's no, there's nothing in the email inbox. That's okay. <laughs> All right. Um. So stratagems. Let me start up the timer. Timer set for forty-five minutes. And start. So. So. Um. There's a lot of strategy games out there. There's like the four X games and all of that. Um. I don't play any of those. I have not really played a Civilization. I have not really played a Stellaris. Mm, I played a mm-hmm. little bit of a... um, What was that? 
Crusader Kings. I played a very little bit of that, but it is yeah. not my thing. But there is a type of strategy game that I do enjoy, and it's like the, the indie strategy game scene. Okay. Um, like, I'm not very... I sort of enjoy... Um, God, what's the name of that game? FTL. Mm. Like, I enjoy it up until I got to the boss for the first time, and I was like, oh, this is impossible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I played a lot, a lot of Into the Breach, uh, which is, I guess, more of a tactics, but, you know, Mm -hmm. um, like, FTL specifically is, that's a strategy style thing. Yeah. Um, And that's sort of what I was thinking about for at least one of the ideas that I've written down here. So okay. let, me, let me go over the ideas that I have, and we can um, we can talk about other ideas as necessary. Hmm. Okay. Um. Where did I write it? Where did I write it? <laughs> Maybe I didn't write it down. Maybe I talked about it into my phone, which is um not as useful because <laughs> it's not something I can read. Anyways, I'll, I'll just go with, with my memory of what they are. Um, so one that's more like explicitly like FTL mm. is a um, okay, a twenty thousand leagues under the sea style game okay. about being in a submarine. Okay, being crew manning a submarine and um, oh, the other inspiration that I was taking for this one specifically was uh, in like the game. Uh, I think Rain is the name of the series. Where it's like uh, you're given cards and you have to make a decision, like because like the card is like okay, the, this card is an event. It gives makes you you have to make a decision about the event on the card, and that'll affect your stats and how all of your resources are laid out. Okay, okay. So it would be like a combination of that, and then I don't know if there would be much combat in that. Hmm. It's just mostly more about, like, trying to manage everything and, like, keep everything working well. I, I wouldn't be against their, like, having having some combat or something, but mm. I feel like it's more of, like, an existential dread than a, a fighting horrible monsters from the deep kind of dread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, more amnesia than Resident Evil. More... What's the word? What's the one I was thinking of? That, uh, I watched this movie not too long ago. Uh, about this underwater, um... Oh god, what is it? It's like an underwater research station that got attacked by a weird, uh, underwater creature. And the creature I didn't like very much, but the experience of being in, like, this this underwater station that's falling to pieces. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Is Elliot Page in it? I don't remember. Uh, that kind of sounds familiar. I'm looking this up. Underwater. No, that was... A, it's the uh, Kristen Stewart. Oh, that yeah, yeah, Um, It's not that, but like, you know, something like along those lines, that's the pitch that I had for that one. Okay, it, It's yeah. not much to it, but we could we could plus it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, my other idea was from, I was listening to a Nerif episode, shoutouts to Tanner. Yeah. Um, and also shoutouts to Rem, who was the guest on that episode. And I guess mm. if I'm th- shouting out the people on the show, I should also shout out Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they were talking about uh, Dissidia. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 
I don't remember what they were talking about that made me think about... Oh, they were talking about uh, how the void that exists between the worlds is the same in every Final Fantasy game or something like that. Like, the void is the same void across every Final Fantasy game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something they talk about in Dissidia. Mm. Yeah, something like that. Um, and that made me think about sort of like a gotcha style... like gotcha themed but it's not a gotcha game mm-hmm. uh style roguelike strategy um where <laughs> uh so like at the beginning of the game uh some heroes are summoned and they're like randomized heroes and they have like little backstory quirks to them mm-hmm. um and it's less about doing the combat of an RPG and more about making sure, um, like, the, uh, the, the party management in between arcs. Stuff like, okay, I need to make sure that everybody's equipped. I gotta set up, uh, the big thing I wanted to do was set up, uh, gambits. Or whatever they were called from, um, Final Fantasy XII. Licenses? No, the, um the uh gambits. the programming yeah the gambits yeah 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 um so something like that like setting up gambits instead of actually playing the game i feel mm. like that's a type of strategy yeah um oh, i'm smelling the ribs now <laughs> the smell is permeating the house mm. <laughs> um but like something like that that i think would be fun and then like when you beat the boss you a new boss it's a new boss in a different world um and more heroes are summoned i would want maybe there'd be something like the villains um are like secretly connected like as as you progress in the story the story like reveals that like oh yeah all of these attacks on these different worlds are all sort of connected and are related to being the same thing mm-hmm but I don't know that that's just like the starting of an idea. Yeah, those are the two ideas that I had uh, t- about two weeks ago when we were supposed to record this, <laughs> and instead we talked about Pokemon Unite. <laughs> mm-hmm. That that is what happened last time. Sorry, I just I've been thinking about how like yeah they talk about how the void is the same between all the worlds in Dissidia, and that also. I guess this is light spoilers for Final Fantasy fourteen, but. 14's void is also that void and that's where well, like, yeah, cloud it's a final fantasy game <laughs> yeah but we weren't in the good dissidia games they only put 14 in the arcade and nt which doesn't exist as far as i'm concerned but um also like that's the reason why like x death is able to just show up in final fantasy 14 and cloud of darkness is because the void is just the same. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like the um, the um, kind of the like the gotcha like character management is like really speaking to me right now. Yeah, and I think that might also have some of that. Like, here's an event that happens during travel, make mm-hmm. a decision kind of stuff too. Yeah, yeah. It's um strategy in that like you're doing like resource management and like people management and trying to like Mm -hmm. because like i feel like like you're probably going to do like you know the essentially the the gotcha of like make you know generating your characters but like they're really not going to be like 
too too different from each other it's mostly just going to be like you know like what are their interests what are like you know what's like a comfort thing that they're going to want um and then like you know because like i think like you know you're always going to roll like a white mage or like a healer of some sort right or like um i think uh maybe that's not guaranteed mm. i think it is you are given like four random polls uh and then uh it's okay this is i'm thinking of sorry my brain had a a thought in the middle of me trying to say something else that i need to speak first apparently (laughs) uh and that thought is we really did just do a classic rpg style looking game and i'm like but i want to do it again (laughs) i want to do it again but different um anyways (laughs) um but like no like you are given like four random characters and i think there's probably like you know each character is like pseudo randomly generated like there's char- set character models and mm-hmm. all of that and um god my brain needs to stop like stop working in the middle of thoughts you um so there's like the the preset models probably each model has like a set name as well mm-hmm. uh, it's just whatever class they are might change okay maybe i don't know maybe Maybe not. Maybe it is just like here are some. I don't know. Well, I don't know I... how random to get because I do like there being some preset. Maybe okay. Hmm. Well, okay. So here's what, here's what I'm thinking is like you you they're like their role in the party is like maybe fixed, but like maybe like let's say you roll a healer that has like dog shit wisdom or something like that, but like. They rolled, like, really good strength, so you can give them, like, a mallet and put them on the front row and be like, I don't need you to heal, I'm just gonna have you just, like, hit stuff, you know? Or my thought here is, because we're aping the gotcha aesthetic, Mm -hmm. what if, like, the five-star characters are, like, preset hero units, uh, and then the non-five-star are just sort of, like, really generic characters that are completely randomized? As far as, like, which class they are and their names and such. Yeah. I, uh, I think, like, you always start with, like, at least one five-star. Yeah, you know, I, I think you get, like, two five-stars and then two, like, the t- so you they gotcha summon two five-stars and then the other two members of the party are just people from this world that are here to help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it kind of becomes a man- a, man- a manner of like managing and optimizing the five stars you pulled and like trying to make the best of like everyone else to support them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that becomes like a, like it, I feel like it's probably like a lot like FTL in a certain way of like on the map, you can see fires where it's like, okay, this area is a battle. This is a shop town. This is a campfire or something. And mm. at the campfire is where you can do all of like your, um, or maybe not, maybe not even have to be on a campfire, maybe just like, you know, when you're not in the middle of doing something at a location, that's when you can reorganize all of your stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and your goal is to, you know, def- get to a location to defeat whatever the, the generic villain of the area is. Mm-hmm. Pseudo-generic. Uh, des- designed to be generic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Intentionally generic. Yeah. Uh, gam- I guess I should explain what a gambit is for people who haven't played Final Fantasy XII. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, basically, it's it's very basic programming of like, um, for example, ones that, that I use commonly are like, if party member HP less than 25%, use cure. Yeah. Stuff like that. Or like, yeah, you get like a whole like series of like parameters that you attach different actions to. Mm-hmm. Or like, um, if enemy nearby, if enemy in range, target enemy, and then everybody else has the uh, if leader targeted enemy, target leader's target. Mm. And then like, you can even get like granular and do like. If enemy is weak to fire, cast Fyra on them. Or, you know, for your healers, you could you could set, like, if you are fighting an undead monster, cast Cure on them. Mm-hmm. It, like, it really spans, like, some very, like, very specific parameters and, like, some very broad ones as well. Like, I, I think my favorite is just doing... Um, target any and then just life because you like it won't cast it on somebody unless they're dead but like you get the target any parameter way early than you do like target ko'd Mm -hmm. um i think the thing that we're going to do here differently from final fantasy 12 is that you don't have to buy additional like gambit parameters i think you have all of the gambit parameters that you're going to get um the thing Mm -hmm. that you get is like as you progress in in a um in a world's story um you know you can sorry my brain stopped again (laughs) you unlock more gambit slots um so you start with only one gambit slot per person and Mm. then as they level up they get additional gambit slots and then like also the the action parts are just filled with all of the abilities that they have and they obviously will unlock more of those as they go Mm. as well yeah yeah so like you know to start with like fighter units are gonna have like you know attack and double slash so then it's just kind of like okay whirlwind you know. mm-hmm. um i think there probably are also just going to be like you know side quests in there too mm-hmm. um like how in ftl there are like these weird hidden secret side quests that you can do to unlock other stuff later mm. where it's like uh, okay i gotta get from this place to this place and hopefully i can find it on the map sometimes it just doesn't generate yeah yeah and even then i don't think the maps are going to be randomly generated either mm-hmm. i think maybe like so i think all of the the town locations are going to be for sure like marked yeah and like major landmarks are going to be for sure marked mm-hmm. but maybe like a couple of random encounters might change up where they are stuff like that mm. um, yeah i'm picturing this kind of like hex based I was picturing something like the the world map from Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Ah, okay. But like Hex also is very much adjacent to that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um but yeah. Like cuz like Into the Breach, a, a theoretically rogue-like game is a lot of that stuff is sort of like predetermined. Mm-hmm. Like, there's only, like, five different maps, for example, and those maps will, like, almost definitely happen in these on these worlds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I kind of like that, like, that fine line between, um, like, 
things that are generated, but then also things that are like fixed and reliable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know, like if you're five, if you're five star, if your party wipes, then you start back over. They generate new five star units for you. Mm-hmm. Two new members of the of the city sort of come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have, to, you have to start over. But like, yeah. So what are some um like five star character concepts? I feel like you're obviously going to have a lot of parody units. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna have like your your knockoff cloud strife. You're gonna have like a uh, a character that is a ranger class and has like a little creature companion that looks an awful lot like a Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some other classic RPG characters that we can spoof? I'm I'm kind of thinking like um. I'm trying to think of one for Dragon Quest. And, like, part of me is just, like, do, like, a slime night, where it's just, like, somebody riding, like, a slime. But it's not, like, obviously, it's not, like, the Dragon Quest slime. Like, maybe we take that back to, like, the gelatinous cube style slime. And so it's just, like, somebody sitting on, like, a cube slime. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's definitely, like, a a generic anime blue-haired sword boy that's, like, very clearly a... A fire emblem. Oh, uh, we could make a blue-haired sword woman wearing a mask and just do knock off Lucina. Mmm. The best fire emblem <laughs> sword boy. <laughs> no, there's definitely just like a, you know, an old man wizard. Mm-hmm. Not really so much of a parody as like an archetype. I mean, I guess it's Gandalf. What are some? What are some famous clerics of RPG? Uh, Aerith. Yeah, like a knockoff Aerith. Uh, I feel like the... the easiest thing is to just think of like, all right, knockoff Final Fantasy characters. Let's go. I'm trying to. I'm trying to expand my well, brain. So I'm also thinking like the girl that's not Yuna from Tales of Symphonia, who has like literally the same arc as Yuna. <laughs> is that the one? Uh, the here. I made some hot chocolate. Just yes. kidding, it's cold. Yes. Actually yes. it's hot. Yeah. That's that's the, the girl who has the same the same arc as you know FF ten. Okay. Most popular RPG characters. Um, number one on the list, Gerald of Rivia. <laughs> I mean Sure. This, okay. Um. This this list is fucked up. All right. Okay. It's like okay. Yeah. Okay. Fine. And then Sephiroth. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Cloud Strife. Mm. You, you got it. Commander Shepard. Okay. Next one. Balthier. Mmm. <laughs> oh my God. Everybody loves Balthier. I mean, they're the the not wrong is the thing. He's probably my favorite. 12th character not fran <sighs> see my my love for fran is like what she like her and balthier are like quipping and doing shit together mm-hmm. i like Pinello a lot just because i like Pinello more than vaughn <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I, I even like in other um 
in other uh like properties that they show up in i.e tactics advance 2 Pinello is so much more fun than vaughn and even then okay i am on this website called ranker uh and i have a list here of greatest rpg characters of all time um and this is not just the google generated the list of rpg characters <laughs> okay cloud strife number one sephiroth number two okay makes sense link i'll give him questionable but i'll give it to you mm. i'm not sure if i consider a legend of zelda game to be an rpg yeah it has a uh, lot of like trappings of an rpg it, adventure it's, it's an action adventure game yeah but i'll give it to you revan of star war no thank you commander chef revan's fine revan as a character is fine i know i think i'm just sick of like that archetype of like kotor fan yeah i yeah uh, commander <laughs> shepherd number five Geralt of rivia number six mm-hmm. seven Aerith gainsborough mm-hmm. putting down the last name good to know mm-hmm. uh, number eight chrono uh, uh number nine garris vicarian okay number 10 kefka yeah kefka's kind of the star of six final fantasy six even if like he is the villain Mm -hmm. number 11 sora kingdom hearts oh i'm gonna skip a bit here number 14 kratos those are not rpgs yeah that's an action game my dudes like even i would even give kingdom hearts a, a questionable look you said RPG mm. to me. Ooh, Kane's on here. Top 20. Good job, Kane. Like, Kane FF4? Yeah, Kane FF4. <laughs> Kane doesn't do shit in that game, except for, like, simp after Rosa, and then get mad when she's like, no, I'm horny for Cecil. Mm-hmm. And uh, be brainwashed into betraying his blood mm. brother or whatever. I- I'm surprised none of the other four characters are up here this high. I guess people just like Dragoon armor. Yeah, I'm. I, I, I would say that I would, I would make the controversial statement that like Cecil is more interesting than Kane, yeah. and Radio I don't is even, more interesting than all of them. <laughs> yeah, and I don't even like four that much. I feel like four is overrated in the two D era. I understand that thought. I think four is fine. It's, 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 I like four a lot because it's the one that I played. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, I Juno just is actually the spot above Kane. Good. And uh, Titus is right below. <laughs> Maybe as good. I would put Bart's above Titus is the thing. But nobody played 5 is the thing. is like... Because 5 didn't come to the States until the PS1 era. So, like, nobody is as attached to FF5 people like they are to, like, 4 and 6. Mm-hmm. Terra is Terra, uh, not Kingdom Hearts. Terra, Final Fantasy. I should say Bradford. So yeah, yeah, is right below Zach. Final Fantasy. Who is right below Pikachu? <laughs> <laughs> Pikachu is more of a character in the anime, not the sh- not the games. Mm-hmm. Uh, number twenty five is the blue haired boy from Persona Three. Minato. Yeah. Number twenty six is Baltair. <laughs> Uh, number 27 is Rydia. Mm. Number 29 is Cecil. Okay. 
Uh, right above Cecil at number 28 is uh, Arthas. <laughs> I believe of Warcraft. I hate Warcraft fans. As a Warcraft... is a Magus <laughs> Prono Trigger. <laughs> and I say this as a Warcraft fan. <laughs> number 31. I actually, I'm surprised, uh, considering how high Revan was, that HK47 is this low on this list. I don't think it belongs this high on the list, but I'm surprised that it's this low. Mm. We'll cross... Uh, we'll make a unit that's like... A, a, a synthesis of like Robo Chrono Trigger and HK forty seven. It wraps and then calls you a meat bag, and then like yeah, tries to slice your head off. Um, I don't know who Cosmos is, but they're here on this list. Oh, that's Xenosaga's protagonist. Yeah. Okay. Sh- Actually, thinking about it, where are all of the Xenoblade characters? <laughs> I mean, or even just like um. Xeno Gear. Because, like, I feel like people would be more fond of Xeno Gear than they are of Xeno Saga. Alright, I need to uh, close this list, but I'm going to go to the top 50, at the very least. Mm. Uh, Mario at number 36. Mario is more of an RPG character than Link. I'll give them that. Yeah, because SMRPG. And Superstar Saga. Mm hmm. I would put Luigi above Mario, though. <laughs> Luigi's got a lot of character in the RPG games. And Thunder. Um, Ness of of Mother Fame. Mm. Um, got v- Vice. Vice. From of, which series? Of Skies of Arcadia. Oh, okay. I, I can't speak on that because I have not played that game. But I do want to. I actually think I got Vice the actually ISO for on that here recently. three separate times. <laughs> By the way. Who? That character I just said, Vs, on here three times. Oh. 42 is Vs. 43 is Cecil Vs, who I presume is the same character because they're also from Skies of Arcadia. Uh, and then a little bit further down at 48 is Vs again from Skies of Arcadia. Oh my god. Wait, do they have any, like, ogre battle or tactics ogre characters on this list? Because if they don't, that's, like, criminally unrep- like... Uh, you're gonna have to give me a name of one of them. Uh try let me make sure i've got this right amaterasu's on here is is okami a rpg it's kind of like an action rpg ish if you if you you consider if you consider kingdom hearts an action rpg then okami is also okay sorry i i have completely spacing on what the main character of let us cling together is oh it's denam D-E-N-A-M? Nope. That's a that's a crime. He's a cool kid. Well. Ferris also isn't on this list, and neither is Lightning, so I'm just gonna call it a fake list. I think yeah, I think that's a, a list for gamer bros, which it's is... a ga- it's a list for fake gamers. Hmm. Didn't even have um what's his name? Dynamite Pete or whatever from Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't be a real list right i just i think that just like the that was his name mm, i just think that it's like a it's such a big genre to to try to like make a definitive list is kind of like a fool's errand and also like the fact that they've got characters that i think both of us feel like are more like action adventure or just adventure characters not rpg characters 
Like, mm-hmm. like what kind of arc does Link go through in like a game that isn't Breath of the Wild or like, uh, I guess he kind of has an arc in Twilight Princess. Um, in uh, Wind Waker, he's good. Yeah. Yeah, Wind Waker, he's got, like, some personality. I don't know, yeah, it's just like... he's out to save his sister, and he likes his grandmother's soup. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he doesn't like... want to take off his PJs, but his grandma's like, you gotta wear the PJ, or you gotta wear the hero outfit. It's a, you gotta. <laughs> uh, Wind Waker is very good. Do you see the, um, the April Fool's joke that somebody made where they took wind waker's graphics but tried to recreate ocarina of time in it no but that sounds like it would make a better game it was like it was one of the things where it was like when i got to the end and they were like coming soon in another timeline like they're not actually going to do it i was like oh come on that'd be cute but also like i totally understand that like doing that big of a rom hack by yourself for free is not sustainable <laughs> but apparently wouldn't wake your rom hacking is becoming a thing so i'm, I'm like interested to see what comes out of it yeah i, I think one waker is a good looking game mm-hmm. but yeah so i think um like it was enjoyable the time I, the amount of time i put into yeah it. i i i every time i think back on like when i played one waker i have to remind myself that like i was literally like done with the game like other than doing the last dungeon and the last boss fights. Like, I had gotten all the the Triforce, like, maps and had d- dug up all the pieces. I just didn't do, like, any of the ending stuff because I was borrowing somebody's copy of the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I like the um kind of just, like, aping and, like, uh, shaving off the, the barcode for, like, primarily, like, Squaresoft Enix, Square Enix characters, and just kind of like sticking in that realm. Um, and I think like the meta meta story of like oh these villains across all these different worlds all actually working for the same goal is mm. that like the void itself is constantly trying to produce stories, mm. um, stories of you know good versus evil and all of that. They don't care who wins; they just need there to be a story. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what we do with that, but that's that's the story it tells. Well, I think it's just like I, I <laughs> so in 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 keeping in Final Fantasy tradition, especially Final Fantasy One. I, I think for a, a large part of the game, you are just kind of playing through this loop, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think and, it's like a um, I think it's like a Hades thing. I haven't played Hades. But I know you get the story over like ten to twenty clears of the game. Mm. So I'm thinking like it's something similar along that. Like the first loop, you beat the game and you get like a generic hero thing, and then it's like a, a, a text box that appears like another world in another time, and then we see the intro of another game. Yeah, kind of thing. I I think it's probably just like like maybe the resolution to kind of break the time loop is or the 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 loop of the game is like maybe you kind of like re like part of me is like i I wonder if like it'd be interesting and impactful if it's more like uh like essentially telling like the void that 
like stories are going to happen whether or not like these conflicts are staged i okay so i'm gonna say i'm gonna i've realized something about the story that i have pitched here okay in the last five minutes um that makes me think that we can't do something like that and that there can't really be a satisfying conclusion to the story other than like Mm. uh that's just like what's happening and that it will continue to happen that's how the cycle works Mm. um because the i am realizing that the story that i've pitched here is just a fantasy version of cabin in the woods Mm. i mean so so i think it also has like a uh like it really is reminding me of like the time loop in final fantasy one Mm-hmm. Because, like, Final Fantasy 1 is essentially you playing the adventure of the last time loop. Mm-hmm. And I I think the escalation here is that, like, the monsters that the Void is creating for the heroes to fight keep getting stronger and stronger. And maybe eventually, like, the Void kind of realizes that, like, this isn't sustainable, yeah, that like think, if the uh, monsters the keep getting one, like yeah. the last loop is you're fighting the first boss again, but they're super strong. Mm. Um, and then when you defeat them, like like they're they're using their power to like you know in their last ditch effort to defeat the he- heroes that are going to defeat them again. They they create a rift in the world, and you end up in the void where the uh, the person who's trying to spawn villains to create stories um, is there. Uh, and they get beat up by the heroes. <laughs> or just, like, you just have, like, a heart-to-heart with them. And it's just kind of like a, like, you know, we've done this so many times, and I can't, like, you know, we can't do this forever. And, like, stories are going to happen whether or not you're creating villains. It's more, and, like, assuring them that, like, like, you know, like, maybe it's like a, we'll come back and, like, you know, tell you of our or of our stories. Just like stop sending us See, horrible demons. I I understand wanting to have like a not beat up the villain ending. Mm. Um, but I feel like this is really just like a hubris thing of like by creating ever increasingly powerful villains, you've created uber powerful heroes as a result. Yeah, yeah. And the the uh, obvious conclusion of that is the heroes are so strong they destroy the void. Hmm. Uh, and then you can have, like, a thing afterwards of, like, you know, uh, it takes a look at some, maybe, like, some of the side stories of the characters that you meet in each world that are, like, okay, yeah, stories are still happening. It's just, you know, more pleasant, more chill, slice-of-life kind of stories. Mm-hmm. As we see, like, the resolution of them going about their lives or whatever. Yeah. I guess I'm hesitant to... I guess, and I'm I'm hesitant to destroy the void because a lot of the time the void stands as like a large source of darkness to balance the light that is happening. Well, you're maybe not destroying the void because, like, again, the void is more of a space between worlds, but like destroying whoever's in the void, the, the storyteller. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Um, but then, like, you know, in order to keep the game playable, it's like, uh, well, there's always a new storyteller. You know, mm-hmm. someone else is always going to sip up to the plate and want to tell a story that's big. Yeah. And so the cycle continues. Mm-hmm. 
and then you just go in like random mode yeah yeah no more story well and then it just kind of becomes like you're playing these um like sets of like campaigns that is always like leading up to you beating up whoever the new storyteller is okay i mean yeah i think we've got something here what is it called um uh, i'm thinking we could do something maybe like one more tale one more story i don't know is that anything say it again like one more tale or like one more story i like one more tale okay that's something all right i'm gonna type it up okay we have one more tale a strategy game a roguelike strategy game in the point-to-point map traversal style of FTL. Generic RPG heroes are pseudo-gotcha summoned to defeat the world's grand villain. You manage their equipment and decide on their tactics prior to battles in which you have no input. Once you defeat a villain, you get a short cutscene telling the story of The Storyteller, an entity in the space between worlds that is creating conflict to make stories. They then create a new villain to attack a new world and that gotcha summons more heroes and the cycle continues. Eventually, the villains created become so powerful that they rip into the space between worlds before the heroes defeat both them and the storyteller. There we go. It's it. That's it. We did it. We done it. We done did it. <laughs> okay, Um. let's do plugs while I pull up the number generator. All right. You can find us on Twitter at RNGGCast, and you can send us emails to RNGGPodcast at gmail.com. Crash. I am on Twitter at CrashingWays14. You can find me there talking. That's it. Um, Cassie, where are you online? I'm on Twitter at MadLobotanist. It's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. And you can find all of my podcasts and such that I've guessed it on over at MadLobotanist.NeoCities.org, which is M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T, which I spelled again um dot neo cities.org it's been a while since i've spelled it the second time <laughs> um i feel like i was in a plug one of the things that i've guessed it on recently mm. um i don't know when any of the episodes of the things that i've guessed it on are coming out i have guessed it on a, a magical girl discussion podcast called sparkle side chats which you can find um, on Twitter at MagicalGirlAU. That's A-Y-U. Uh, I don't know if my episode will be out anytime soon. I think it's sometime this month. It's about Magic Users Club, which is an old 90s anime. Mm. Um, and I also guessed it on a Common Writer podcast again, uh, but this time just to do commentary for two movies back-to-back and also do way too many bits because I was told I could bring as many bits as I wanted, and I still <laughs> didn't get to do all of them. <laughs> I taste tested some Pringles. Mmm. Gotcha. I feel bad for them because I feel like I did ruin their podcast with all of my very many funny bits. <laughs> <laughs> but that's at uh dot uh, that is common writer double A. You can find it on Twitter at double underscore common, I believe. Let me double check. Yeah, double underscore common um that's it about the stuff that i've been doing um i mentioned nirif at the beginning that's at uh, n-i-i-r-o-i-f pod and that's pronounced nirif mm-hmm. or um like the sound that plays when you get a five-star poll in your favorite gotcha
Anyways, random numbers. Our first random number is the number four. What's the genre will stop it. Genre plus oh, no, wait. It. Sorry, that's, that's, listener, that's listener prompt. prompt. Okay. Um, actually, I did want to add some new things to the listener prompt pile. Uh, in addition to the very funny things that are already in there. Yes. Um, okay, where, where was that tweet that I made so I can put those in here? Uh, actually, I only really want to put the one in here. Right, okay, there's two I want to put in here. I want to put in this one, and I want to put in I want to put in those. So yes, our, our listener prompt has more become like a pre-written prompt. Mm. Okay, um, so what do we got of these? We got 14 of these. Okay. It's 16 Oops. with the two you just added. Oh, did it not auto-count them? It should have auto-counted them. No, that just has 14 ty- typed in itself. It's not no. doing a sum. Well, in that case, we um, insert function count. Where is count? If I was count, where would I be? God, that's that's a good fucking question. I'll just manually type it. It's fine. All right. Uh, what's, what's number nine? Oh, we did that one. We did. We I didn't take, take it, it off. off. All right. Well, then let me um, the one below. Well, let me just reroll. That's it's fine. It's fine. Everything is fine. What's the one above it? The one above it is uh the Wonderland Wars. Not to be confused with the Wonderland Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tried to make sure I said the A in Wander. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's from Tanner, who I've mentioned on the show already. Thank you, Tanner. Twitter user at Sparky Upstart. Now I gotta decide what that's going to be, because uh, my brain's like, well, what if it's just you know knockoff, uh, fucking Alice in Wonderland? But I don't want to just do that. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out uh, next episode. But until then, good luck. Have fun. <laughs>